How are you doing today? Just fine. <laughs> My God, you have got a book here that scares the living hell out of me. Because, I mean, this, this is one of those books that could actually come true. Oh, well, yes, well... Uh, it, the good guys win in the end, so let's hope so. <laughs> Listen to you. Did you go into it with that idea that when when you started writing, oh, the good guys are going to win, so I just got to figure out how they're going to do it. Yes, well, that's yeah. Well, I hope the the, the reader is in suspense for a while um, until they find out how uh, how bad these this big pharma is and uh, how dangerous their product is and what's going to happen. Yes, uh, um, but uh, this kind of book, you you want you want the good guys to win and the bad guys to, uh, in some way, be defeated. Well, I'll tell you what, the front cover of this book, I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but my God, it got my attention immediately. And, and, well, and good. Oh, I'm glad my, to hear that. Were you part of the design of this? No, I had nothing to do with it. There, the publishers have a professional uh, book uh, book designer or uh, cover designer, and they they do it. Well, I I get to add some suggestions, but it, it that was in, um, in the hands of a professional. Well, l- listeners need to understand that this book starts off. It's tw- it's twin psychopaths running a pharmaceutical business that that is very dangerous in the way of releasing a drug in Washington D.C. That in itself says, "Oh my God, this could reach a lot of big people." Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope so. Yes. The to, to come up with why is it stationed in Washington D.C.? Is it because of the political power there, or or because it could have been really anywhere America? Well, it could be anywhere. That um, I I'm, have been born and raised in well, I've been raised in Washington D.C., okay. my hometown, for for many many years. So I know the city very well, and so therefore it was natural for me to place uh, the action of this um, of the novel in Washington. But it also, I think, it lends itself to uh, Washington lends itself to intrigue and conspiracy and. Uh, and um, various uh, um, criminal co- uh, co- contrivances. So I thought it was a natural. But I, I, I've this is the third in a series of um, books, all featuring the same detective, Marco Zorn, and they're all placed in, in Washington. And that's because Washington is a uh, well, is a compl- like well, I feel like any city, it's complicated. Yeah. It's, but it has, you know, two sides to it, or at least two sides. There's the rich and the poor, the the, the powerful and the powerless, and uh, the criminal and the, uh, the the law enforcement, and all kinds of divisions within the city. And I like to see those clashing. So that's <laughs> what, one of the reasons I I pick Washington and and this particular setting. Well, what I love about Marco Zorn is is the fact that, to me, he puts people first. He's trying to do whatever he can to make sure that this company doesn't release anything more. And and, I, and to yeah, me, that that's right. a people-first kind of thing. Yes. Well, he, he's, he's, he has real strong uh, um, values. And one of them is he really does not like people, the bad people, 
taking advantage uh, of the innocent and victims. And he, once he gets his teeth into uh, an issue like this, he won't let it go. And he'll go uh, to uh, extremes uh, to defeat uh, his opponents when he feels that they are uh, they're on the wrong side. And then, you know, at the same time, he, he does cooperate with with criminals. Um, he, he he makes a distinction between uh, the kind of criminals that uh, that are operating. And he, but if he thinks the bad guys are causing great harm and damage. He'll go after them, and he won't uh, relentlessly. He's a re- he he won't stop until he's uh, either dead or has mm. achieved his his, his aim. Mm, 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 and you know what? You just led me right to one area I wanted to talk about. To to be Marco and and to be uh, mixed up with this with these pharmaceutical pharmaceutical drugs. My God, he's got to be a marked man. They want that man off the map. That's right. Well, he is a, was a marked man. They tried to kill him several times, including releasing a poisonous snake in his house, mm. uh, which uh, he, he narrowly avoids uh, getting uh, getting killed by that snake. So, yes, he, he, he's, he's put in... These big pharma, are, in this particular novel, I'm not making a generalization about all pharmaceuticals, uh, in this particular case, is run by a psychopathic twin brothers who will stop at nothing to achieve their ends, and they are quite ready to to, to or, or arrange for the, for the, the murder of anybody who gets in their way. That includes a whistleblower mm. and a, a drug a scientist of the Drug and Food and Drug Administration who's after them as well. And they just they, they just, just dispose of these people, and they dispose of Marco Zorn too if they could. And he just outsmarts them. The book we're talking about is Fire Trap. One thing that I really love about this book is that when it comes to true crime, you really dig in with mystery, police for forensics, which everybody loves, and of course you've got the yeah. action. I mean, I mean, you really dig in deep to the formatics of this. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I certainly tried. That was my aim all along. What kind of research do you do? Because, I mean, I mean, to be a fly on the wall while you're putting a book like this together, there's no way you're just sitting there, you know, listening to some music and, and smiling and giggling away. Well, you're asking me about how I do it? I mean, I'm yeah. not clear about it. Yeah, because, I mean, this, this has got to get your heart rate up when you put a story like this together. Yes. Well, what I, what happened is that when I, when I finished the last novel before Fire Trap, which was a headshot. I, I began reading about uh, the uh, OxyContin and the uh, distribution of the plague that, that uh, these drugs were causing thousands of deaths and addictions around the country. And I was just outraged. And I thought, well, then, then something should be, it lends itself to a, a fictional story. So I read it, spent about, Two or three months reading um, books, uh, nonfiction books uh, about about, about <clears throat> uh, the uh, the companies that produces uh, drugs and the uh, irresponsible um, uh, tactics they use to sell and promote and market these drugs. And then I just converted that into a totally fictionalized version of of 
uh, OxyContin uh, making it a little bit worse than it actually is. Mm, mm, mm. And and one of the things that really draws this story together is the painting, which which to me is a character in the book itself. Uh-huh. Well, uh, that's of course uh, critical to any any uh, fiction book that uh, you need to, the readers needs to be uh, intrigued by the yep. characters. Yep. The characters run the story. If you don't, if the reader doesn't care about the characters, uh, particularly the main characters, uh, he's not going to care. He or she's not going to care about how the story turns out. So, uh, forming and sculpting the characters uh, is is the most time-consuming <laughs> and uh, challenging part of writing a novel like this. It's uh, it's probably the biggest challenge in in writing fiction so are you like me when it comes to developing those characters i like going into magazines that i don't usually read and i and i'll pick out a character and then that becomes the the person i'm going to be writing about so i can visually have a scene of that person yes well yes um if i understand your question you you you're asking about uh the the characters whether you believe them or not? No, in other words, right? no, in other words, how do you envision those characters coming to life? Because one of my tricks in writing is I'll go get a picture of just anybody and I'll say, "Okay, you're John Doe." And when I think of yeah. you, I, I see you. Well, that's part of what the writer's challenge is. Yes. To create a vivid image uh, of of each character, or these are the major characters. Uh, you you start off with uh, with a blank page, and then you need to create something that's going to be vivid and memorable for the reader. And but it, and each character has got to be distinguished. Their voice has got to be different. Their mannerisms, the way, the way they dress, the way they uh, think. And uh, as I say, that's the biggest challenge for any writer of fiction. Wow. i got to ask you a question, kind of a personal question. When, when my book arrived, it came with a bookmark. Is that your signature that every one of your books come with a bookmark? I don't does it come with a, I didn't know that. Actually. Yeah, it came with a bookmark. It comes with a bookmark. Yes. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't answer your question. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt so honored that it's like, good, I don't have to bend the page. This this is my own well, bookmark. Well, well, well I, I'll have to compliment the publishers on that. I, uh, uh, that's a good idea. I wish I'd thought of it myself. <laughs> so so when you have a book like this, like Firetrap, the, the thing is, is that I think the thing that really is intriguing to me is that you could have picked any, any pharmaceutical company, but you went with an off-label, something that people don't know about and I think that's so inspiring because that to me is the mystery yes right well I had to do that because I had to have a, a, a drugs in circulation which was pretty much fatal yeah. and so that's what we I did so we, there are two drugs that are that are in play in the novel one of which is an approved drug by food by the Food and Drug Administration or attempting to be approved and then the other one off label circulating illegally is a street drug and yes uh, I don't think most 
pharmaceutical companies would actually uh, do that the, the second part but um, in this in this law the the, the uh, this particular big pharma is so despicable and criminal that they they do anything to make money, which of course uh, most big farmers will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where can people go to find out more about you and your writing? Because you mentioned that this is the third book in this series. That's right. Well, uh, I was um, uh, after I graduated from law school on a brief tour in the U.S. Army. <clears throat> I joined the United States Foreign Service, served in the Foreign Service for 20-some years, served all over the world, came back to Washington on retirement, uh, and decided I needed to keep really busy because I'm a kind of a busy person, and I, I like to work, and therefore I... Uh, decided to write. I first for for several years. I wrote plays because I was enamored of the theater for a while, and I wrote plays which were produced in Washington and New York, and actually is one coming up in London in uh, just about oh six God. weeks or so. So, um, but then I decided to move into. Of uh, genre fiction, and I decided on a thriller format. Could have been anything else. Well, I wouldn't have done young adult. That would. I'm a little old for young adult, <laughs> but I would have could have done science fiction or something else. But I, I thought I wanted something that was very exciting, both that, that engaged the reader quickly and on a good day, I can write very fast and. Uh, I'm, from what I understand for the readers, many readers can uh, read, once they get started on it, or read the book in a day or two. Yep, yep. And so that's what I was looking for. Uh, and, and now that's what I'm now working on. The, the, the Fire Trap is the third in this series of Marco Zorn uh, novels. I'm working on the fourth one, and I don't. Beyond that, well, maybe I'll do something else. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, um, I keep being very busy. Wow. Well, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, sir. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Um, uh, I appreciate your welcome. You bet. And, and you know what? And thank you so much for serving our nation, sir. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that with people because they need to know and they need to honor those that gave their life to this country. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. 100%. Well, you'll be brilliant today, okay? Okay. You take care.